All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Unplugged. Today, I am here with Director of Communication Technology, Jason Smith. What's up, Jason? Uh, not much. Uh, it's good to be here, Jacob. I yep. appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man. You're doing all right. I feel like I don't see you as much because you're always out <laughs> in the field working hard, and I don't I don't see you because of that because you're always out there doing awesome things. So. We are out and about. Um, quite a few you know, customers. Uh, this is a busy time of the year, too, but, uh, um, but um, you know, keeping things rolling, you know for the, uh, for Ridgelink, you know, as well, but we've got, you know, a couple of big projects going on right now. So that's, that's keeping us busy too. So. And speaking of just kind of giving people some background about you personally, mm-hmm. when did you come to Blue Ridge? What's your involvement, you know, as far as uh, your role, you know, your role specifically, what do you do, you know, for people who haven't met you before? Sure. Uh, I came, uh, 2015, um, and, you know, I've been here about eight years, uh, April, I think was actually my year, uh, anniversary. Uh, came in as a communication uh, technician, um, and uh, a lot of that, um, you know, came from the military. Um, I uh, did communications, uh, navigation systems. Um, I did that type of work in the military. So um, I was also a trainer as well. So that was a direct, um, you know, it was easy for me to transition you know, to this job. Um, and then, of course, we went to uh, communication uh, system. So analyst. And, uh, you know, I did a little time there and then of course moved up to manager of, you know, fiber optic, um, as well as, um, you know, on the communication side, we did things like supervisory uh, control and data acquisition, our SCADA uh, systems and two-way radios and mountaintop radios of all, you know, we've got several different types of those. So, uh, and then manage those, uh, systems as well. So, uh, kind of keeping that total communication technology going throughout the, um, uh, throughout, you know, Blue Ridge. And of course we have internal members as well as external members. Uh, we try to take care of the, the linemen and their communication out, uh, in the field. So, you know, those things are important for safety and for, you know, restoration, uh, things of that nature. So, and of course they take care of our members. Um, and then move more, like I said, into the fiber optic side of the business, uh, which was unique. Um, I learned, I, I knew a little bit about it uh, going through school. So right. that was kind of interesting, you know, to just roll into it. And then I've had some great mentors um, and we share knowledge back and forth. Um, you know, we bring some from the military experience as well, leadership, that kind of stuff. So I think it was a natural fit for a cooperative. Um, again, it's kind of, for for me, it's, feeling like I'm a part of something that's bigger than, than myself. And, and that's the whole point. And that's the reason I went in the military to begin with. So, but those bringing those skills here and then being able to utilize, uh, it's just, it's exciting to us. I mean, we, uh, we have a good time out there. So. And that's awesome. And I feel like it's probably cliche for me to say, but you know, I mean, that kind of speaks to cooperatives as a whole, you know, it's a, it's a team environment, but even more so than a team environment, it's a family environment. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're always there for each other and we're always learning and, and, and getting new skills that way. And you kind of touched on this a little bit, uh, through what you do, but specifically to members who maybe they've heard this name before, mm-hmm. but you know, they don't know the specifics or maybe they don't quite understand what is Ridgelink, who is Ridgelink? So Ridgelink is uh, unique. Um, it's it's a company that was started back, um, I think. Well, the company was started back in two thousand nine. But what happened was, I know they they had run some fiber, and 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 a lot of the folks were pushing, you know, the fiber technology because it is the best way, really, that you can get you know communication devices, you know, back and get that data back that you need, uh, that important data. 
Um, also, it, it's it's a secure way to do it as well. So if you own your fiber network, then you're in control of that network. You're not relying on somebody else. So, and again, cooperatives kind of, it's a natural fit for them. We own the poles, we own the pole lines. So, you know, why would you not run your own fiber? So, um, but in order to, I think something that they kind of noticed when they were doing that was the fact that, Hey, we're putting, you know, we can put extra fiber out here and, uh, you know, Hey, you know, we could offer it to, to other folks, you know, and, and sell that to what we call dark fiber, uh, to customers that want to get through our area. So with that in mind, you know, Ridgelink was, was pretty much, uh, came to fruition and, um, you know, they began in 2009 and it's basically a telecom provider. So, well, it's a telecom service. We don't provide lit service only to ourselves, but, uh, we do, um, we do work with others though to do uh and provide that lit service so um but with that i mean it's just it's kind of grown you know exponentially through our whole system um i know we're putting one of our last substations on on uh fiber optic um cable so you know for us that uh, that kind of brings it all together and it gives us uh the best line of communication a lot of our Fiber is, um, you know, a lot of these uh, areas or substations are in bad places. I mean, they're places that it's hard to get uh, radio frequency to or, you know, cellular network or cellular service or, um, you know, radio service to those areas. So, again, fiber is the best fit uh, for those. So, so um, you know, when we're talking about reliability, uh, fiber is, is, you know, pretty much king, you know, to us. Um, and if it's cut, we just go out there and we, we burn it back together and, you know, it's good to go. So, um, the huge asset and also for the customer that's outside the service where they're allowed to go through, you know, our system. So being in the area we are, there's not a lot of most fiber or a lot of the fiber that's built is built underground. Well, for us, that's not really, you know, that's, that's hard for us because we have a lot of rock in our territory. So moving through our area, it's, it's better to find somebody that has dark fiber and it's a lot easier for the cu uh, customer to, to, you know, be able to utilize that fiber that way. So, you know, it works out for us and it works out for them and we can make profit and we can pull that profit back over into the, um, uh, as net benefit to Blue Ridge Electric. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to hit on is that it's really a marriage of two great things. You're providing an essential service, uh, business to business in the area, you know, economically. Mm -hmm. um, but you're also too providing that net benefit, you know, made by Ridgelink back to the members to help keep rates as low as possible. Um, so it's definitely a, a net benefit there all around. So fiber is kind of I want to say been a buzzword of sorts. Mm -hmm. Like most people know what fiber is, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But right. if I'm at home and I'm trying to understand, you know, especially as it's been in the spotlight nationally now mm -hmm. more than ever, um, you know, about the the broadband disconnect across the country at this point, which is which is an issue in our area and, and many rural issue, right. many rural areas across the country. So if I'm at home, what makes fiber so special versus maybe like standard Internet service uh, that you would get other? Otherwise, you know, what, what, what's kind of the big difference or the big deal? Um, you know, fiber is fiber right now is probably one of the best services that you can have. If you have fiber optic to your home, you're going to have um, the opportunity to have some of the fastest bandwidth, meaning that, you know, you know, you can download more pages, you can upload, you know, more photos, you can, you know, watch, you know, more TV, you can do more uh, work 
from home. Uh, that's a big thing. And also school, you know, the kids have access. Uh, they have, you know, instant access to the things they need, you know, uh, in order to complete their school projects. Um, but, um, you know, that over cable, cable's uh, pretty close to fiber, but fiber has grown, you know, exponentially in the speeds in which you can have that service. Um, again, uh, us having, you know, over, uh, we have around 600 miles of fiber that kind of opened the door to us because as you said uh, earlier, these are rural areas. They're really tough to get to. It's uh, it, These are hard builds. Um, you know, we do things like clear right away. So we make sure that trees don't fall over on our electrical system. Well, if we put that fiber on those poles, the same poles that we have in the electric system, um, and, you know, the right of ways are clear, then we're going to have less damage also to to the fiber. But it just opens up a lot of doors uh, to folks um, that, you know, the big thing working from home, that's that's been huge. I know the past few years and uh, it really allows people to move to these areas. Um, uh, you know, they may might have had a, a cabin here for many years and they couldn't do anything with it because they didn't have service. Right. And they weren't connected to the rest of the world, so to speak, but, uh, it allows them to be able to do that. And if they want to work from the cabin, they can work from the cabin. So, um, um, but we're, we're suited to do that type of work in that type of terrain. Uh, we know the terrain very well also to maintain those networks as well. Uh, we have the mentality of the electric, uh, co-op. So, you know, if something breaks, we get out there as quick as we can, let them fix the electric first, and then we repair the fiber after. So. We really are suited for it in this area. And, you know, if you live in this area, you obviously know. And if you don't live in this area, um, how would you even describe it? It's very mountainous, but it could be anywhere from a <laughs> thousand feet above sea level to five thousand feet above sea level pretty quick. That's great. Right. Um, and everything in between. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it goes up and down. It's rugged. Uh, it's very hard to get location to location. There's a lot of hiking that's involved in in working at Blue Ridge Energy if you're out in the field. Right. Um, it, but that you brought up an important point about people going to remote work, mm-hmm. students trying to uh, learn from home, and the pandemic really exposed that. I guess to say. And rural communities, you That's know, right. the broadband divide and not having quality internet access. And we stepped in. So mm-hmm. do you want to talk about that partnership a little bit the last couple of years and what we've done to help out with the broadband divide in our area? Absolutely. Um, one of the struggles that uh, you, you have, and I know other co-ops, uh, they're also seeing this struggle as well, is, you know, we don't have the infrastructure to to uh, have the service that, you know, to light the service. Um, but we can focus on construction and then getting that out there. So if you partner with a telecommunication company, um, and for us, you know, Skyline Skybest was, you know, made the most sense or in our area, they, you know, they serve our folks the way we do. Um, but if you partner with them, then they can light the service and that's what they do. And that's, that's what they're staffed to do. So it's, it is the most efficient. And then if you have a good partnership with them, of course, you know, they're over most of our territory. Um, and, um, you know, it creates just a good relationship. And, uh, I think it gives also, you know, it gives really good quality as far as service, uh, to our members as well. Um, they operate in our same, you know, areas. So, um, for us, that was kind of a no brainer and, um, it really worked. It's funny. Um, we went after several, um, uh, it allowed us to go after several grants. Uh, I know the, the original reconnect grant that we went after, um, and, and the folks from DC knew that this was an issue, but 
we were trying to partner at that time, and that's three or four years ago, to get a particular grant and uh, identified the problem with, hey, it's not set up for us to partner with the telecom who is, you know, that's what they're used to doing, uh, alighting. And we know they will provide good service. And we know we can build fast, you know, we can build the fiber fast. So they made some changes and then we, you know, we rolled into the next year or so and uh, uh, found the NCDIT, uh, the great grant, which is a state funded grant, which was easier for us to work with. And then they allowed us to work with a partner. So uh, opened up, you know, a lot of doors. Um, we started with the Caldwell grant, you know, and we, um, that's about a hundred miles of fiber, um, in the happy Valley area, Patterson, wow. Buffalo Cove, uh, road. I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah. Mileage wise. Well, it's a hundred miles of fiber. So, and that counts all the little side, you know, roads and things that we added in that area, but it is a good bit of cable mileage, if you will. And I don't want to interrupt you, but that, that, you know, I, I, I fish a lot in that area. I've spent a lot of time in that area hiking around and, mm -hmm. uh, you, you really, to understand the undertaking of that and to have an appreciation for it, you'd have to go out there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a right. beautiful area, but it's a rugged area. I'd say it it's is. one of the more rugged areas that we serve in the entire um, our five, six county service area. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's really rugged. Uh, deep valleys, really tall ridge tops. Absolutely. Um, not a lot of infrastructure there already. So that, that was really impressive. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but it's oh, just um, giving context on that area where we started out the great grant. It is. And I, I want to add too that, you know, the county, Caldwell County also got involved with this as well. And, you know, we appreciate all the effort um, uh, to put that together and, and make it happen for the members. Um, and, um, you know, I know now we passed, a, we passed a little over 400 homes, um, but uh, I think the take rate is around 50 to 60% right now. So out of that, so we're 200 plus homes that, that actually took the service, which is, which is good to see as well. You know, that's what we expected, but um, so, you know, but it's there, it's there for the rest of them if they want, it's the way it was engineered and, de and designed. Um, and if uh, another household in that area wants it and they don't have it, they, they have access. So. And then we moved up into Watauga County, right, with the next right. phase of it. So what what did that look like? Um, you know, as far as the connections go, did you just follow, you know, the connection you had right there in Caldwell and then go up? Or how, how did that work out? Uh, they're actually two different designs. So what we have to do to get a grant is identify areas that are underserved or not covered uh, by uh, any other type of broadband. Um, I know one of the biggest ones around here is Spectrum. Um but these areas just they weren't covered i mean um so what we had to do is go and identify these areas using fcc uh information um uh which is some online mapping for you know showing coverage and you can punch in your address it's kind of unique you can go online and look at it but um but you go on there and uh identify the areas and then it had to pretty much be mapped out and then we gave that information back to you know um the folks that are administering the grant. And uh, again, everything has to be vetted. Um, so if, if, com if um, Spectrum or AT&T pretty much said that, Hey, you know, we've got this area over here, then we weren't allowed to necessarily serve any right. folks in that area. And I think it's important to, to mention that because that's, you know, we get a lot of questions. That's it's a like, challenge we yeah, face. Why yeah. can't you, why can't you serve us? You know, we don't like, so-and-so or um or we just like a different service um after the grant is finished though and the infrastructure is built 
then of course, you know, those folks can be served as well. So, um, so, you know, looking toward Watauga, it, it, the terrain is even worse. I mean, those areas that were identified in Powderhorn, Triplet, um, areas, uh, Wildcat, um, uh, you got Aho in the Blackberry area, you know, some of those areas that weren't served. Um, and then also I think, um, we had an area, um, kind of North and we looked, you know, for different locations and then the castle Ford area also, which is taken by, um, Skyline is actually serving those folks. So we're building the infrastructure for four phases in Montauga right now. Wow. And, uh, it's going very well. Um, and we're getting to the point to where we almost are able to serve, uh, those customers or Skyline's able to serve, you know, with their electronics. So, um, we're just providing the highway for them to do so. And, and you brought up an important point about the highway and that's something I want to touch on too, is that we're not doing the home, you know, direct to home connections. We're laying out right. trunk fiber. Um, and then we're partnering with Skyline SkyBest, who's then coming in from that trunk fiber and bringing it to the home directly. So it really is a great partnership and synergy there between two local companies. It is, uh, it's, it's been, it's been really amazing. Um, working with Skyline, I mean, it's, it's like we've all, always worked together. Um, it's very surprising. It's not surprising to me. It's just, it's a lot easier than I thought it would be, you know, yeah, just to, the mesh to together. That, yeah, the yeah, mesh together. That's awesome. We'll kind of have the same, you know, mindsets. And, uh, um, again, I, I couldn't have asked for a better, you know, uh, partner in Skyline SkyBest. So, so, you know, we talked about the great grant, we've talked about uh, your role and what would you say in your role has been the most rewarding part or rewarding project you've worked on? I think I know what the answer is going to be, but I, I want to hear it from you anyways. Uh, with the great grant, well, any of the grants, um, you know, my, my mom and dad, actually, they, they were in a position down in South Carolina where, I mean, he's been, he's just now getting internet access himself and, you know, that was a struggle for him. So, um, and, and of course I tried to help him. We tried all kinds of different things, satellite, you know, uh, but, uh, but for me though, moving through the pandemic, um, and then being a part of the design process in Caldwell, um, you know, working with the County again, working with the County in Watauga. Um, I think that's just been the most amazing part to me because seeing these partnerships and, and folks working together and seeing what happened in the pandemic and people didn't have access, you know, that was a big deal to us. And mm -hmm. e even us, I mean, we work from home, you know, some of us couldn't work from home yeah. because we, we didn't have, <laughs> you know, high speed internet access. I was trying to edit these podcasts on three <laughs> megs per second. If you ever try to edit a podcast oh, video on three megs per second, it was pretty terrible. rough, but yeah. it, it improved Extremely halfway through slow. the pandemic because uh, we were about to riot in the neighborhood for uh, <laughs> better internet service. But anyways, all things got better, but yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, it, yeah. it really is. Uh, and one of my favorite parts about this and one way to like a good way to wrap it up too is, you know, we've got a whole generation of people that, you know, are, are getting older yeah. and, and we're starting to lose their stories of, well, I was here when the lights first came on, mm -hmm. you know, the electric cooperative, they can tell the electric cooperative story to still. And, uh, I think it's cool because now we've got a whole new generation of, I was there when we didn't have internet and now mm -hmm. we do, and we could do all these things that, um, we're, we had to drive somewhere, spend time in the library, spend time in the McDonald's parking lot or something like that to get homework done. And now that gap is, is being bridged. And I think that's awesome. And what a great thing to be part of, you know? Absolutely. I agree. It's, it's been a great opportunity.